0: Good morning everybody. So, um, these lights are so bright. <laughs> so, if you, what was that Brandon? <laughs> so, if everyone can focus their attention to the screen. Um, next Sunday, I have arranged a worship night with Dion Davis, which if you follow me on Facebook, you've seen it more times than you probably care to see. But, um, I found him off of YouTube because in like, when I get ready for work or anything, I watch YouTube videos, worship YouTube videos. And so I came across his video and reached out to him through Instagram and he responded. So, um, he's coming here from Colorado and we are having a worship night. So, What is probably my favorite part about the worship night is there are a lot of people involved from lots of churches locally, so our very own Aaron is going to be playing um, with us. I'll be singing a couple songs, Um, Dave and Caleb and Mara, like we're all kind of putting our hands together to be the church, and there are people from WCC, Mission Point, Webster Church of God, like we're making the band, so... Dion is just singing, and um, I'm just so excited like for what God has in store for this night. I'm so not an organized person, whether you may think I am or not. So this event coming together has been awesome, and it has been blessed the whole way. Um, we have sponsored all the funds, so if you can't afford to come or you just don't feel like paying for it, send me a text, and I'll put your name on the list because um, Jesus has ordained this this night and all the funds have been raised so by local businesses in Warsaw. So um yes, it's next next Sunday, October fourteenth at the Winona Lake Heritage Room and it starts at six thirty. Flyer says eight, but it's actually over at eight thirty. So um also the Peytons are gonna be gracing us with baked goods and then Light Rail will also be there with coffee. So I hope that everyone can come out and enjoy this event. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask.
1: That sounds awesome.
2: Thank you. Hey Terry. Hey Dave. Hey everyone. <laughs> I'm David, and this is Terry McGrath, and hey. we're going to do something a little different. If you hadn't noticed yet this morning, um, so before we get into that, I want to share a little bit of how we how we got here. So uh, Terry and Maggie and their kids, Abe and Atticus, um, they started coming earlier this summer at a family fun night. It was a good time. And um, since then, they've been part of branches. Early on, we had a chance to, to come on over and have some food. And um, after dinner, um, Mary and Maggie were talking in the kitchen and Terry and I were just sitting around the table, as you do, talking about the deep things of life. And um, so we were talking about uh, what Terry does and how he sees God in it. So Terry is uh, one of those people who has letters behind his name. Um, So he's a reverend. I learned that recently. (laughs) Um, It was just an online kind of thing to to be able to officiate a wedding. Um, He also... um, he he does the Napoleon Dynamite dance. Has done that publicly. So, um, it is. It's it not was pre YouTube. It. Yeah, it, it was. I was pre- sophomore YouTube. in high
1: school. Oh man, uh, yeah. we might
2: need a replay, maybe for family fun night next year. We'll see. <laughs> okay, it has been said. It is going to happen. All right. Didn't know you were going to make a public commitment this morning. I haven't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So um, Terry is a uh, family medicine physician, which is, those are the important letters after the name here at KCH. And um, in his conversation, what I love about it is, uh, well, not only Terry is hard, we're just, we're just guys, we're just part of branches um, contributing with what we, what we know and where we specialize in. So here we have someone who, who knows this field, and he's just a, he's a doctor doing the doctory things, and uh, in, as he's doing those things, he sees God. And um, so I thought, man, this is what a great conversation we're having. We need to bring this to the church, so that's what we're going to do today. We have kind of um, where we want to land at the end, and we want to watch a time. Uh, we were just talking about a uh, bedside manor earlier, and <laughs> Terry was saying how if, if people like to chat with him when he's taking care of them, he might kind of start to scoot toward the door. So if you see him <laughs> doing Don't that,. Tell So, um, but this is just going to be a way for us to start this conversation about our bodies and how God engages with with our world. Um, we're not even completely sure where the place, where we'll go, but we'll try to wrap things up. We have some specific, uh, places, like I said, that we want to go, but, um, we have some things we want to accomplish as well. But let this just be the opening of a conversation. Um, Feel free to talk with Terry after, although we want to say that um, just like if we had a mechanic come up front and talk about how God is seen in cars, we wouldn't all expect that he's going to fix all of our cars. Um, If you need to schedule an appointment to talk about something more personal, um, please, please do that. Um, We'll respect Terry's life um, in that. Um, So... um, so uh, the, the thing we really want to start with, I think, is understanding that our, our bodies um, are good. And mm-hmm. there's an undeniable mm-hmm. connection between the, the spirit and the body. Um, and in order to do that, I was thinking it might be a, a good place for us to start is by um, giving some examples to explain the connection between yeah. the
1: bodies. Dave, um, before I jump into that... Um there's a couple things I want to say just kind of an intro anything useful that I do, I can't do without my wife, Maggie. And so I just want to thank her for all her support. Um, and, um, and then the other thing I just kind of, you know, in addition to what you said about me, uh, I just kind of want to say that, you know, we're kind of getting into some stuff here that would be a little bit more like less mainstream, but I want to say that I'm a pretty normal family doctor. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself too kooky. You know, I follow lots of guidelines. Everybody get your flu shot. Um, you, know, uh, um, you know, I prescribe all the kind of standard medicine. So, yeah, um, you know, so as we talk about some of the relationship between the spir- a spiritual world and our body, I want people to know that this is not an anti-science lecture. Actually, I'm going to be talking about a lot of science. And um, I use science every day. I, you know, consider myself... Um, you know, I'm not on the front lines of doing scientific research, but I feel like I'm kind of on the front lines of applying science. Um, and uh, I think we're all thankful in all the ways that we apply science in life. You know, I, I'm thankful that uh, there was a structural engineer that looked at this um, gym before it was built so that they can use physics to make sure that it doesn't fall on our heads. Um, and so I fully embrace science. And I don't think there's really any contradiction contradiction between what we're going to talk about today, um, between science, um, what science says about our bodies, and what the Bible says about our bodies. Yeah, thanks. Sounds good. Yeah. So let's dig in then. So yeah.
2: I think when we talked initially, you had some really good, more uh, simple uh, examples yeah. of the connection between our body and our spirit.
1: One of my favorites is uh, blushing. Um, just, it's this really visible... A manifestation of where you have something that's obviously purely an emotion, an emotion, embarrassment. And the blood vessels in your face open up and blood flows there and your face turns red and uh, it gets warm. And there's abs- that is absolutely happening in your face. Everybody sees it. And it absolutely came from your feeling of embarrassment. Um, and so that's kind of a, in some ways kind of a fun or harmless example. But I think that kind of uh, mechanism translates to a lot of other things um, that our bodies experience where our spiritual world, our emotional state translates into real physical things happening in our body. And I think if we're going to, if there was kind of a big take-home message, it's to kind of look for that in, in our own lives. And I see that so many times as patients um, coming in and struggling with something that um, you know we've we've done kind of the medical part of taking care of those things, but it, it's something still is just lingering, and it's not that they're not really experiencing that symptom in their body, it's that the cause is is something that we haven't addressed yet, something in their spirit or something in their their emotions
2: It's a good time to just point out that. Um, in, in kind of the caveat kind of section, that mm-hmm. that it's true that there are things that we can that we can that can um, be in addition to the symptoms of the pain. There's something deeper, but the, there still is could very well be something that is physically happening. Just exactly to, to make yeah. that clear too. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, um, viruses, infections, worse things, cancers, and you know, injuries. You know, all those things absolutely um, are what affect our physical bodies, but there, there can be something more as well.
2: Yeah, so um, you had shared a couple other examples. We'll just tip through like tax day, oh, like yeah. a lot of anxiety that can come
1: with that. And, sure, like um, if you had back pain, um, right. uh, you know, it, arthritis, it's going to feel a lot different the day that you are sitting in the row for your son or daughter's wedding than it is the day that you're coming in for your tax uh, audit. Um, I think everyone would agree with that. I think everyone's probably experienced that in some way in their life. There, you're, there's nothing changed in your joints. Um, they're still rubbing on each other. There's still that cartilage that's not there. Um, but when your heart at that moment is filled with joy and gratitude versus when it's full of fear and anxiety, your experience of that is going to be completely different. So let's get into that then, the pain that we do feel. Um,
2: pain hurts me. Um, I don't. I don't <laughs> like it. So, and I think often. Really? Yeah, it, it does. It does. Um, so, I think we we often we might read verses like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that says, "I know the plans I have for you," says the Lord, "there are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope." And I think I often like to think that means I won't hurt, um, but that's not true. We live in a world um, where there is hurt, and um, I think I tend to because I don't like it assign a value, an evil value to all pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can you share a little bit of, of your thoughts of about pain?
1: Sure. Um, uh, let's go with a trick question here. Who wants a pain-free life? Raise your hand. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um, but you all fell for my trick question. Um Um, I don't know how many people know, you know, you read about leprosy in the Bible. There's still actually 5 million patients in the world with leprosy. One of the main issues with leprosy is that where the bacteria resides in the cooler parts of your body, uh, like your fingers, your toes, your nose, your ears, um, you lose, you have nerve damage, and you lose the sensation of pain. Um, and that is what causes patients with leprosy to lose their fingers and to lose their hands. Probably more relevant here in the United States is longstanding diabetes. Can uh, you can lose uh, the feeling of pain in, in your feet, and and that can lead to injury. That injury, you don't you don't take care of that foot because you don't know it hurts. So a life without pain is really a pretty terrible life. We need pain to protect ourselves. Pertain. Pain is a warning that there is harm happening. And I think a lot of times uh, the same happens in our spirit where we're feeling something because something's not right. Um, And we need to listen to that pain. The same way that you walk with a limp to let your foot heal, we need to listen to the pain that we experience in our soul and our spirit um, and, and bring it to God and say, what do I need to address here? What needs healing um, so that i can um, that I can not be harmed any further,
2: mm-hmm. so basically, like part of our existence, um, how we live in our world means that we experience pain. it guides us through you know where to go, where not to go, um, mm-hmm. how to recoil when things hurt, when we put our hand in fire, or yeah, something exactly. like that, and so it mm-hmm. provides value, and the same would be on a spiritual level as when we have heartbreak or when we have difficulty, there could be something. Um, the body is telling us um, mm-hmm. we need to get healthy, we need mm-hmm. to address something there. Mm-hmm. Um, this went into a, a big conversation about whether or not we 're going to experience pain <laughs> in the new heaven and new earth a lot of fun that we 're not going to get into right now, but um, but a, a cool late night conversation um, so in that how how then um, how, how do we sort through pain and suffering and how can we maybe move into um, the effects of choices that uh, yeah. sinful choices in our lives can have on our bodies.
1: Yeah, um, the, the word suffering I think is useful there um, because pain, you know, at least for today's purposes, I kind of use as like that that signal that's useful. But suffering is that experience of regret and loss and distress um, and sometimes, you know, loneliness and abandonment, you know, all these things. And, and I would kind of make the sweeping statement that in some you know, to some, you can trace all suffering back to sin. Um, that, uh, we, whether it's because our world is broken, whether it's because someone has sinned against us and, and it's left a wound or because we're harboring some kind of sin still in our own mm-hmm. lives. I would say that all suffering comes from sin. Sometimes pain is good and useful and part of our design, but I think suffering was never the intent. Um, for how we live, yet it is part of our our daily experience because we live in a broken world.
2: In early on in the conversation, you said this statement: the effects of sin can be more more than we bargained for. Um, can you just just tell us what you mean
1: by that? Is... Yeah. So this kind of focus. you know, I think it, this this really kind of focuses on the sins that we that we let dwell in ourselves. Um, I think. I stand on solid ground in saying that Satan wants to bargain with us. Um, You know, you see it in Matthew where he tries to make a deal with Jesus that, hey, I'm going to give you this thing and here's what you're going to get back. But I think he never includes the... the, Literally, the phrase comes, the devil is in the details. Um, And let's say a lie like unforgiveness. Um, He might try to communicate to you that you're really hurting the other person by not forgiving them, by holding on to that. They're the one that's going to get hurt. He doesn't tell you that you're never going to feel right again if you, if you still have that unforgiveness in your heart, if you're carrying that bitterness. So um, that's kind of what I mean by that, that bargain for, you know, sometimes we think, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this lie instead of living the way that God has told me. And I'm going to accept the consequences, but I just, we don't, I don't think we fully understand what those consequences are going to be. And so as long as we're harboring that sin in our lives, we should not be surprised at how much of our lives it's affecting, including our physical bodies.
2: Hmm. Being all connected and it does get really complicated when you think about um, just living in a fallen world. Yeah. Um, evil impacts us. Um, we experience that both in disease as well as spiritually This battle starts waging. And, mm-hmm. um, and we, we participate in that battle. And our choice is to stand on or fall to be a victim yeah. to Satan's attack, to move us into a place of unhealth that impacts ourselves, impacts others. Well at the same time um, we can do battle against that yeah um, so uh, that brought us into we, we see this happen right we see people around us who are struggling they might they might make the wrong choices in that bargain um, you had a little bit of a
1: um,
2: a caution maybe in how we engage with that yeah
1: you know whenever we talk about sins relationship with the body and disease. You know, it was so good to read through. Uh, in preparing for this, I read through a bunch of stories about Jesus healing people, and one that I noted was um, one where a lot of people were con- got confused about why this man was blind. First, the disciples said, "Oh, Jesus, was it his sin or his f- or his parents' sin that caused him to be born blind?" And then later in the story, the Pharisees said, "We we don't even need to listen to this guy." He has a disease. He must be sinful. He's he's not even worth listening to. But Jesus says, uh, he's not born blind because of sin. He was born blind from a higher purpose. And so, uh, yeah, I would I think that story is a great caution for when we think about these subjects. Um, to take it, you know, take these thoughts to God, hear what He has to say, but be very cautious about judging someone else who's experiencing some kind of. Illness or or something else, and 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 kind of blaming them for why what they're going through.
2: Great. Um, let's move on to uh, the three kind of things we want to get to today. Mm-hmm. Is, is how we how we start to think about how God engages with our body, how God heals, um, and uh, the the place where we let's see, try to think of how to introduce this. Um, we talked about the. The, I, I really like that story from the, the Bible about um, who who sinned was it the the man or the father it, or the man or the parents or something else? Mm-hmm. and we start to get into other other scriptures where Jesus deals differently in a number of different situations with pain and suffering disease or issues, and we start to see that God doesn 't always do what we expect. Yeah, um yeah. he might function in different ways when we come to him and say god i need i need help for this yeah. um so first maybe just kick us off with like from your professional opinion from or maybe not professional from your knowledge of science and everything mm-hmm. tell us does does god actually do miracles does god heal
1: yes i mean that's the easy answer cuz it's, it's just simple and it's true he really does, and he heals in so many different ways, you know. And in, in all the things we've talked about, like in um, in healing the sin in our hearts and healing loneliness, but also, I mean, uh, we there's just there's just too many examples of of a physical change that you can f- through you know the the miracle of of science can just you can see you know, on the MRI, you know, we, our church that we were recently at in Texas had a, um, a little kiddo with a, a, kidney tumor and, um, and everyone, you know, from far and wide were praying for him. And before he, he had his initial imaging and then he had his pre treatment imaging and his tumor was there. And then it wasn't, you know, and, And his doctors knew that uh, people had been praying for him, and they said, "You know, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't. Didn't see any of these images myself, but they said your prayers worked. There's just nothing else to explain what happened. So those things happen um, for certain. Um, But and so God wants to heal. God heals in every way."
2: Great. So we're going to look at a few of those examples of just mm-hmm. the unique ways that God might heal and how it might be a surprise to us. The first, sometimes we experience pain for a reason. Um, we talked about uh, Paul. I can read the, the passage here. This is uh, Second Corinthians 12, 5-10. Um, uh, five, five through 10. It says, That experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weakness. If I wanted to boast, I would be... Uh, No fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud." Uh, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then he is strong.
1: Yeah, that story uh, describes Paul with his physical ailment. Um, that he brings to God three times and God and asks God to physically heal him. And, and God says no. And but God does give him the insight: I'm leaving this with you, and it will be useful to you um, to help you with your to keep you humble. You know, God didn't tell him, I sent this to you because you're proud. Um, he says, I've, I've given it to you as a gift to keep you humble. So w- sometimes we come to God um, with asking for a, um, a healing of any kind. And, um, and he might have a different answer than we expect. And sometimes it's a no and a this is why. Um, and that's how it was for Paul at that time. Next,
2: sometimes God does exactly what we ask. I like that one. Um, I'm going to read a story here. This is Matthew 8, 1 through 3. Uh, Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I'm willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy was healed
1: or disappeared. Yeah. It's just a beautiful story of a man who had been dealing something with years, for years and years and years, and he came to Jesus in faith, and Jesus did exactly what he asked. Um, But I love that it just, the the words it uses, is just that Jesus made him clean, not just that he took away his disease. He restored him completely um, because of his faith and because of Jesus' power.
2: And the last, sometimes God does what we need. Yeah, <laughs> I'll read this story and then we'll talk about it. Um, one day, this is Luke 5. Uh, one day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in Galilee and Judea as well as, all, all, as, well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on the mat down into the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young men, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Um, and immediately everyone watched the man jumping up, pick up, picking up his mat and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We have seen amazing things today.
1: I think it's significant in that story that the man doesn't say, that's not what I came for, that's not what I needed. Uh, I think there's something in him uh, that just, when Jesus speaks those words, your sins are forgiven, even though he came, I'm sure he told those four guys who were taken off that roof, hey, this is so I can walk. But when Jesus spoke those words, you know, he didn't know that Jesus was also going to heal him, but he knew deep down that that's what he really needed. Um, and and he he accepted that, and I think that made all the difference. Um, but then Jesus, just so gracious um, to us as people, he also healed him of um, of his um, paralyzed state, and he could walk. So I love that story. Yeah we 're going to move into
2: practical stuff one, one thing we want to talk before we, we um, move into ministry time is uh, this uh, the you talked a lot about people experiencing chronic pain and might uh, be into this sick role. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you can explain a little bit
1: of what that means the the term I use the term sick role to mean um, you know I, I think a lighthearted example is you know sometimes I kind of liked being sick when I was in grade school. You know, um, I got to stay home. I listened to Chronicles of Narnia. I um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 so there are some there are there are times where we want to kind of embrace that idea, and but and that happens, I think, in short time. Sometimes you just need to kind of pause from everything, take care of yourself. But um, we don't want to. We never want to stay in the sick role. And I think Jesus gives us freedom from that. That our lives should never be about um, our our disease or whatever we're going through. Our lives are always primarily marked by the fact that we are a son or a daughter um, of the high king. And so whatever we're walking through, um, our lives are not defined by that. And our role is, a, is, is as a servant um, and as a child of God, um, not marked by whatever we're going through, and so I think that's that's what that I kind of was getting out and talking about, and stepping out of that sick role.
2: That's good. I, I think that's that's just a perfect picture of that uh, falling victim to the bargaining. You know, yeah. being in that place yeah. where I'm not I'm not going to give God this ground. I've given it over to to Satan for influence in my life, and we want to we want to pray and move against the movement of the evil um, kingdom and see the kingdom of God come in that. So what we'll do, uh, we have ministry time here at Branches, and uh, this is a time for us to respond to how God is moving in all of our hearts. So uh, we have a team, a ministry team that comes up. We're going to sing a worship song. And during that time, uh, just be encourage every, everyone, encouraging everyone to be praying about where you are. What does God have for you? What does he want to speak? And there are really four things that we want to talk about. Um, the first one uh, felt really important to talk about this... Um, when when God brings someone to your mind and you're thinking about someone who might be in the sick role or might be maybe you have insight into their lives that we recognize that this is a prophetic gift. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for God to be His glory to be revealed as you can you can do something about someone who might be stuck in, in, in entrapped by Satan and his lies. Um, so we want to be careful because probably the wisest thing mm-hmm. to do might
1: not be to. Probably not to, you know, go up to him and say, hey, I figured out what's going on with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, we we just are, we're not great Holy Spirits. Um, the Holy Spirit is a really good Holy Spirit. Um, and so, um, you know, uh, and so I just would encourage you to take that, that word, that insight. You know, you're not being judgmental. That's not, We already kind of addressed that. But God has given you an insight into someone's life. And just pray like crazy. Um, pray for them. And um, if God wants you to kind of speak something into their life, I think he'll give you that opportunity after you've been praying for it for a while. Uh, and so if you want to do that today, come up and pray with one of the people in the um, in the prayer ministry team for that person. Um, I think that would be powerful.
2: Absolutely. Do battle on behalf of, of what God has given you. Um, so that's first thing, is during this, uh, after the last song, during that time, be praying and thinking about, is God, is, is this from you? What do you want to share with me about this situation? Then come forward, um, pray with the prayer team, let's let's wage war. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. The other areas we want to pray for is if, if you're in a spot where, where you are in need of healing in whatever form, spiritual or physical, all one whole body here, mm-hmm. we want to provide that opportunity. And so during this song, um, I just encourage you to be thinking through um, what God might want to be doing in healing for you. Um, Just be asking, Holy Spirit, show me, is this maybe something that I have for a reason? Is this uh, something that you might not want to deal with yet? You might not want to deal with for the purposes that are bigger than what I can know or understand? Um, Be praying and listening to what God might have, and then after the song come forward, join with the prayer team. Um, uh, Maybe he has something even different than he had showed you at that time that he wants to show you. Uh, So be praying for that. If maybe you're in a place where you just really want to pray for relief for something specific, let's pray for a miracle today that means that that particular issue is addressed because God is able to heal it directly. Um, so be praying as we sing and then come forward and, uh, we will expect God to do amazing things. And then last, um, be open. Uh, maybe you are struggling with something that you want to be healed from, but God might know of something deeper that needs to be addressed in you. So again, during this last song, be praying, God, show me what is, could there be something, um, spiritually that is standing in the way of me being truly healthy? Um, ask that he would show it to you and then uh, during our ministry time come forward for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, can not pray to kind of Yeah. lead us out here. Um, Jesus, um, you are so good. Um, you want to give us your whole life. You want to give us um, there's no good thing that you want to hold from us. Um, you offer us your open hand, um, you offer us all of your love, all of you. We've already seen it um, as you demonstrated your love for us on the cross. You're not holding anything back. And so, God, please help us lean into your love um, and just feel all the, all the joy and all the good things that you have for us. Amen.